Hello and welcome to Sifting Through the Shit. I'm your host, KT. Today's date, December 7th, 2022. It is Pearl Harbor Day. Moment of silence for their souls. So, I just took my mother to go see The Chosen, um, Season 3, Episode 1 and 2. And very good. Very, very, very good. I gotta say, the opening of it, um, it, well, throughout the show, there's points where, you know, they talk about the opening speech and how Jesus was speaking to every person. So each person got a specific message, but a different message than someone else. That makes any sense. Um, I really need to focus on bringing more souls to Jesus as opposed to fighting the establishment. But let's talk about the establishment, shall we? Let's start with um, this morning I had a interview with a uh, young lady who writes for the local newspaper. And I told her about my gut feeling on my local school board and how the administration, I feel, probably applied pressure to the board members who failed to register their names to be on the ballot. And we'll see where she she said, thank you for the tip. And she's going to follow up on it and just kind of see where that leads her. I... I did receive a letter in the mail from the uh, county clerk's office congratulating me. It's an official certificate of winning the election. Um, One of my other people got a phone call from the school saying that they had to come in and sign a letter of acceptance. I have not gotten this call yet. I will probably just pop in there in the next day or two and and sign whatever they need me to sign. I plan on showing up at the next school board, and I think I'm just going to make comment about one thing, how here we are a year later, and there has never been minutes posted from last November 2021 school board meeting, which is the one where the sheriff deputy happened to be uh, called in, and they took another vote on the uh, mask uh, choice, is what we'll call it. So I find that interesting. So let's talk about, oh gosh, there's so much to talk about. Let's start with the lawsuit that's being filed, actually been filed with the Supreme Court. And I pray to God that my phone doesn't ring like it did the other day when I went through all this because it was absolutely perfect. And I told you before, my brain flushes this information out once I get it on a podcast. So... There's four brothers that have filed a case in two separate courts. The ninth, no, the 10th district and the 6th district court. What these districts are, I don't know if it's D.C. or what, couldn't tell you. They filed two cases. And the district court's plan was to just sit on these inevitably so that they die in limbo. And... The Supreme Court occasionally will look at cases that are dying in limbo in lower courts. And they saw this case. 
And one of the justices had a Supreme Court clerk reach out to the brothers. Now, these these brothers are not lawyers by trade, but they've educated themselves enough to be able to represent themselves in a court of law. And I guess they have already done so in another case and won. This is important because if you are representing yourself in front of the Supreme Court, there are certain... Um, there's certain, I can't think of the term, uh, but there's certain things that are kind of dismissed, which would be normal protocol for the court if you were actually an attorney. That being said, the clerk reached out to them and said, hey, we, we are very interested in your court or in your case. How soon could you get it to the court? A month? is what they said, and the, 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 just, or the uh, clerk said, that's not soon enough, we, we, can you do sooner? And they're like, probably best we could do is two weeks. So this was about two and a half weeks ago now, and the reason they said two weeks as opposed to one week is because they knew what was gonna happen. Once the lower court heard that the upper court was gonna hear the case, the lower court then I want to say they dismissed the case on merits, saying, you know, basically no standing, which is par for the course with the justice system these days. But that's okay, because the Supreme Court can still hear it on appeal. They just have to change the paperwork, which is, to my understanding, what's going on right now is they're changing the paperwork so that they can still get it in the Supreme Court. Now, what is this case? This is very important. This case is about the 2022 election, but it is not, it is, but it isn't about the 2022 election. So what do I mean by that? When Trump, during his presidency, he looked at history. He looked at Abraham Lincoln's um, presidency, he looked at JFK's presidency, uh, Jefferson's presidency, Washington's presidency, and he was taking notes. He was You've heard rumors that he signed the Insurrection Act in March, I think it was, of 2018, 2017. Turns out that wasn't true. He was pressured to, but he never did. And the reason being is he, you know, they kind of knew what was coming down the pipe. And when he looked at what went down in Lincoln's time, Part of the reason we ended up in a civil war was because Lincoln signed an insurrection act. And he didn't want to have us end up in a civil war. So, and, and you'll have to excuse me, I'm trying to pull this back out of my brain after it's been, you know, discarded. Um, there was another point to the Lincoln thing, and now I can't remember. Oh, so, in the 17, or no, 1870 periods, I, I want to say 1871 or 1877, there was an election that had a lot of controversy around it of cheating and of, you know, uh, interference, we'll call it. That's a great word to use right now. Interference, election interference from foreign and domestic cohorts. And so five members of Congress, five members of the Senate, and five members of the 
um, Supreme Court sat down and they reviewed all the information and they, they said, they all right, we're going to take a 10-day delay from when they were actually going to certify the election. Now, this lawsuit, I believe, claims that that is not just precedent set, but actual law set. Because Ted, Ted, uh, God, I can't, I'm so damn right now. Um, Ted Cruz, the senator from uh, Texas, had, I want to say he made this law prior to the 2020 election. And so the brothers are suing because there was, I mean, we all know there was a lot of um, controversy, we'll call it of interference around the 2020 election. And Congress, the Senate, the Supreme Court, and the Vice President never even took a moment, not even a minute or a second, to look at the evidence, to review it, before they certified the election. So the the case says that these people... Um, did not honor their oath of office to protect the Constitution against foreign and domestic enemies. And by doing so, this case is trying to have 385 members of Congress, Mike Pence, and by default of receiving I can't think of the term but actually you know receiving goods if you will by this Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are all named as defendants in this lawsuit now if the Supreme Court says you know what yep you're right we rule in your favor all 388 of these people will be removed from office immediately cannot ever serve in any representative seat in the United States or on the bar as a lawyer ever again so even if they are trying to run for school board they can't do it because you have to take an oath of office not eligible. Now, there's a lot of people that are putting a lot of weight on this. And the fact that the Supreme Court sought out to hear this case gives me hope, sort of. But here's here's the troubling potential side of this. There's two other outcomes of this. Well, actually, one other outcome that ends up, anyhow, the Supreme Court could say, yeah, you're right. They, they did not do what they were supposed to do. They neglected to uphold their, um, their oath of office, but it would be too disruptive to the nation as a whole to dismiss all 388 of these people from their office. And therefore... That puts that water 
under the bridge because the Supreme Court has final say in these matters. That's my fear. Now, who knows where that'll lead. But you needed to know about this court case and what it's, it, it is. I want to say it's case number 22-280 or 208, somewhere in that ballpark. I don't remember the names of the people um, that are filed the case, but it, it is there. I saw it on the website, shared it on my Facebook page. Now, let's talk about Elon Musk for a minute and everything going on over at Twitter because the mainstream media maybe had dropped that in a blurb on the 11 o'clock news at like 11.29. This is huge. Okay, first off, he said it was going to be a hunter... Hunter Biden laptop drop. So far, what I'm seeing, very little of this has to do with Hunter Biden. So I think that that's the spin that the opposition side has on this. From what I've been seeing, there has been a lot of correlation between big tech and the federal government in censoring people over the 2020 election and looks like even now the 2022 election furthermore okay so let's let's talk about this the, this drop so the guy this tabib guy that must chose to make these um tweets to drop all this information was a former reporter for the rolling stone who is a big anti-trump person this is huge because it's not like they can say, oh, hey, you know, yeah, this is bias here. Yeah, the guy loves Trump, worships, worships the ground he walks on. No, none of that is happening. And in fact, Jack Dorsey now, you know, the found, so-called founder of uh, Twitter, has made a statement that saying, yes, all of this needs to be exposed. All of it now. That's that's big. That's huge. And here's another kicker. Does the name Jim Baker, James Baker, mean anything to you? You know, the weaselly little bastard who set up the whole Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? Turns out, initially, James Baker was the guy working for Twitter that was in charge of filtering through the information coming to the public about this um, federal government and Twitter correlation. Thus filtering out any mentions or any um, emails or information coming directly from the FBI because he still works for after he's yes he, he came out and said yeah I still work for the FBI he doesn't he's not a former FBI agent he still works for the FBI while also working at Twitter I, I I'm sitting here going I I want to know um, you know, are, are we setting up the gallows now or you know when are, when are these people gonna face justice this is to the point where perp walks should be happening now. I think in the coming weeks, 
maybe by the end of the year. I don't know if it's all going to be disclosed by then. I doubt it. But the next big drop coming from the Twitter files, I damn well guarantee you is going to be Dr. Fucci and the whole C19 and how they were told to squash information about ivermectin, um, hydroxychloroquine, vitamin C, and how this was all just a great big ploy to destroy Trump's economy. And, and it goes even bigger than that. I mean, I, I'm going to do a whole episode on the C-19 thing. And this ain't it. But then, after that, is going to be the granddaddy of granddaddies. And the reason that that's going to be last is, one, it's the biggest. And two, this goes back even before Trump announced on the elevator in 2015. This goes back at least to 2008. And this is going to be the the child trafficking sex operation rings. And it's all going to come to light. And it's all going to come to light by we the people. By people who are not necessarily Trump fans. Who are not necessarily conservatives. It's coming. I never thought I would see this day. In fact, after I saw him steal another election, I just thought, oh, how can we how can we fight this when it's so deep and corrupt? Now, I don't know if anything's ever going to come of it, but the people are going to be awake. The people are going to be awake. Real quick before I end this podcast, I want to talk about I want to talk about Nasera Jacera. If you don't know what that is, it's some pipe dream about how the the white hats are taking or confiscating all the gold from the Vatican and all the the 13 families of the world or whatever the hell it is. I've never really bought into this a whole lot because the other pipe dream about this is to that the money is going to be redistributed and you're never going to have to work another day in your life. You'll just, you know, if you want to restore old cars, you can restore old cars. Or if you want to make pet rocks, then you're going to make pet rocks and all your bills are going to be paid. And I always thought that that was a bunch of hogwash. And here's why. (coughs) Excuse me. We still need shit shit shovelers. We still need people working drive-through windows at uh, fast food restaurants. Do you know anybody who's going to voluntarily shovel shit at the stables? I don't know anybody. Do you know anybody who's going to voluntarily work at the drive-thru window at a Burger King or a McDonald's? I don't know anybody. So I kind of thought that that was bullshit all along. Now I have heard Wano Savin talk about this and what he said makes a lot more sense. Basically, you're going to be refunded all the interest on the loans that you've paid throughout your life and maybe throughout your family's life. So it's going to be one big cash, bam, here you go. But it's not going to be a, hey, you just got $10 million in your bank account for no reason. That, that's not how this is going to work out. 
And even if, even let's just say we get all our interest back that we paid our, our whole lives. Now you have a bunch of people who are sitting on a buttload of money. A lot of those people are going to think, oh, I won the lottery. I'm going to quit my job. That's going to bring a lot of chaos into the world. We don't need chaos right now. What we need is these, these people who have been these, um, I keep wanting to say elitists, but they're not elite. These people are not elite. These people are establishment. They've got their fingers and their tentacles in so many things. They have so many people who are bought out, blackmailed, whatever, to hold their line. Now, real quick, I want to talk about the Georgia runoff election. Just like I told you, you know, the... The white hat, or not the white hats, but the the right saying, oh yeah, we got this Herschel Walker, baby, he's going to win. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, well, I told you they're going to steal another one just like they did in 2020. Remember that runoff election? Oh yeah, we got this, baby. We held on to the Senate. Bullshit. And it, shame on you if you believed it for a half a second after witnessing what the fuck went down in 2020. Now, Carrie Lake is still fighting, and she made a comment that the other day that they have now certified that election, which is a, a, um, a law-breaking offense. They certified a questionable election. The person who runs the election, the Secretary of State, certified an election that gives her governorship. The lawsuits are going to begin. And there's already drops coming out of Twitter saying that those people in Arizona were guilty of squashing stories on Twitter by direction of the government. I'm sorry, any way you look at that, I don't give a shit. That is a violation of the First Amendment. You have violated your your oath of office. You will now go down to Gitmo and face a military tribunal for treason. And we'll see how that comes out for you. So, we got some weird times ahead of us, people. Pray that God guides us through this. Pray that these people find his light. We have to pray, we have to love our enemies, too. Jesus told us to love our enemies, and I can't bring myself to love them, but I can bring myself to, to pray for them that they find the light and that they beg for forgiveness for their sins against hum- humanity and against God. God bless. Have a good day.